All right, that was good. Y'all sung out tonight. That's the that's probably the best part about sitting on the front row is you can hear. You know, I, I don't turn around and see anybody. I just hear my 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 hearing senses are keen because I'm not looking, and so I can hear you guys good. And y'all were singing out, and it's good to see a lot of people out on Wednesday night. I praise the Lord for that. That you guys are are wanting to come out and hear God's word. It's a good good time of year. Just coming off of Thanksgiving, everybody's happy. We got to spend time with our family and friends. Got to eat a lot of good food. Christmas is just around the corner. It sure is a busy season, though. It's a, it's a lot going on this time of year. It seems like every other day something's going on, but it's good, and God's good to us. But we're going to be in Galatians tonight, uh, Lord willing. We're going to finish up the book of Galatians uh, before this year is up. That's the plan. We're getting ever so close. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, we're going to finish out the chapter, verses 19 through 26. We had talked a lot about the law, about uh, freedom as Christians that we have from the law. Uh, we'd kind of pounded that, that point for, for several weeks. That's really what Paul's talking about earlier on in the book. And then over the last few weeks, we've kind of he's kind of begun to shift gears a little bit. And last week, or week before last, I should say, we weren't here last week, uh, we talked about the Holy Spirit. It was not only that Paul saying, look, you are freed from the law, but he went on to tell him, look, you're freed from the law, but God has given you the Holy Spirit. As Jesus had promised before he died, he said, look, I'm going to send one. I'm going to send a counselor or a comforter. I'm going to send one to be with you. And when Jesus died and ascended back to heaven, we are not left here alone to fend for ourselves. Uh, the Holy Spirit is now what guides us and what leads us. So even if we don't even know the letter of the law, the Holy Spirit uh, still guides and leads us so that we can know what God desires of us. Galatians chapter 5 Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 is where we'll start. And he's continuing on, Paul is, on, on the Holy Spirit. He's talking about kind of the importance of the Holy Spirit. We talked about a couple of weeks ago that, that our flesh desires what is against the Holy Spirit. Our flesh desires all these uh, sinful worldly things and all these temptations that we struggle with and go through. But it is the Holy Spirit that keeps us in check. It is the Holy Spirit that guides us and lets us know. Uh, the law cannot do that all the time because we can't remember all that, but the Holy Spirit for the Christian is always within us, always giving us that guidance. And tonight, uh, the verses we're going to look at, Paul goes into and expounds a little more on, on the difference between the flesh and the Spirit. When he talks about the flesh, he's not talking about uh, physical flesh necessarily. He's talking about sinfulness is what he's talking about there. I mean, it is sinfulness in the flesh. It's things that we do in the flesh. But when we see flesh and spirit, we're talking about things that are sinful that God doesn't want us to do and things that are godly that he does want us to do. So let's pray and then we'll jump in. God, we thank you for your good word tonight, and I thank you for these beautiful smiling faces. I thank you for the heart of, of this church. I thank you for letting us be a church family. It's a blessing, God. I pray that you keep us safe, though. Protect us. Keep us safe from the enemy because, God, he's going to try to come from every angle. He's always trying to thwart your plans, dear Lord, and we want to be about your plans. So help us discern what you call us do, uh, call us to, what you lead us to, dear Lord. Help us to discern what's of you and what's of the enemy. Help us to continue to be on mission for you. Help us to 
to, to have opportunities put in front of us. Maybe you've already put some there and we've missed them. God, maybe there is something you have in store for us. Help us to be ready for that if that and when that time comes that we'd be ready to do your work. And so help us tonight as we look at this text to, to discern the things of the Spirit, God, so that we don't give in to the, the desire, desires of the flesh. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. Now that's a, that's a pretty exhaustive list, uh, list that Paul makes there. He, he lists a lot of sins, uh, some of which we probably all struggle with some of those that he lists. And if he didn't list it, he said anything that's similar to these things. But he also said that the works of the flesh are obvious. These things are obviously bad things when we look at this list. And you could break it up into different categories, but it kind of covers anything that we may experience as a Christian or as a non-Christian. The works of the flesh are obvious. Because of our sin nature, because sinfulness has entered into the world, we all are prone to sin. We all are going to do these things. We don't have to be taught to do these things. As human beings, we don't have to be taught to sin. That's something that we that we do. But what we do need is to be taught what is right and what is wrong. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes into play. Now, there are a lot of sins on this list. And one that jumped out to me, because I just struggled with this a few days ago, was outburst of anger. I don't know about you guys. I don't know what you struggle with, but I'm going to tell you what I had to do the other day. I had to call AT&T about something. And some of, I see you smiling. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They will, they will get you angry, at And I was on the phone for 45 minutes with this woman, and she still couldn't get it. And I and Michelle heard me. I, I, I'll admit, I had to ask God to forgive me. I had an outburst of anger. I hollered at the woman. I apologized to her. But sometimes, even as Christians, we, 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 we give in to these desires of the flesh. See, these temptations are always coming upon us. But apart from Christ, before we receive the Holy Spirit, we are, we are helpless, essentially. We, we have no help. We have no way to avoid the temptation. Nor do we know that the temptation that we are being faced with is wrong. Apart from the Holy Spirit revealing to us what God desires of us, a lot of times we, we would not know right from wrong. Now we, we should, as, as human beings, have some morals because we are made in the image of God. There should be something inside of us letting us know what is morally right and wrong. But many times we see in the world today that people aren't able to distinguish between what is right and wrong. They'll do one thing and they think it's okay and they're not convicted in the least because the Holy Spirit is not there in their life. But for the Christian, it's different. For those of us who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, there should be something different in our life. It's not that we are not going to sin, because we are. Even as Christians, we are going to sin. Even as Christians, we are sometimes going to have an outburst of anger. We are sometimes going to tell a lie. We are sometimes going to perhaps do some or all of these things or a few of these things on the list or some of the ones that even art in this list. But as Christians, we are still going to be tempted to sin, and sometimes we are going to give in to those sins. 
difference. But there is a difference between the Christian and the non-Christian. For those who have not put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, many times there is no conviction there. They do not feel guilty. They do not feel ashamed of the sinfulness that they are committing. But for those of us who are in Christ, and you know what I'm talking about, when you do wrong, you just kind of you kind of just shrink up on the inside. Maybe even physically, you just because you know that something's not right. You know that you shouldn't be acting that way. You know that you shouldn't be talking that way. You know that you shouldn't be thinking that way. And the Holy Spirit convicts us. And as a Christian, we should repent of our sin. When we feel that conviction, when our eyes are open, when we are aware of what we're doing and that that's not what God desires, that that's not a godly thing, but that's a flesh thing, when we realize that, the Christian, we should have the conviction of the Holy Spirit and we should come before the Lord and we should say, look God, I have messed up, I have sinned. Because Paul goes on to say, after listing this long list, he says, I tell you about these things in advance, as I told you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, that's pretty intense right there. If that don't get your attention, it gets my attention. You know why? Because some of that stuff in this list I just read, I do sometimes. So what does that mean? Does that mean if we're a Christian and we do those things, does that mean that we're not going to get to enter the kingdom of God? Well, if you just read that verse by itself, it would be pretty, you'd be pretty bleak and hopeless. But when we look at the Scripture in the whole, when we look at Scripture in all of its context and everything that Scripture says, we see that, of course, the Christian is going to continue to sin. But I believe who Paul is talking about there is those who are continuing to live in the flesh... By saying that they are in the flesh implies that they are not in the Spirit. To say that, that, that those are living in the flesh is saying that they are not in Christ Jesus. And those who continue to practice these things and have no conviction and have no repentance, then for them there is no hope. If you're in this room today and you are continually living in sin and you have no conviction and there is no repentance in your life, even if you claim to be a Christian, then you need to say, hold up. You need to say, God, am I really yours? Am I really a Christian? Am I really listening to what God's Word says? Because the Bible says if you're in Christ, then you're not going to want to live for the desires of the world. It's not that you're not going to have temptations because you are. As Christians, we're all going to have those temptations. But if we're in Christ, we respond to those temptations in a different way. Apart from Christ, we just give in to Him because we have no way to fight the temptations. But in Christ Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit. We have a way to fight temptations. We have someone there to guide us and comfort us and get us through those times so that we can say, look, Jesus beat this. And I'm claiming what Jesus did. When Jesus died, He took this in. And I don't have to give in to this anymore. <clears throat> I believe that Paul's talking about these sins of the flesh and people who do and won't enter the kingdom of heaven are people that don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ because the Bible clearly says when we come to Jesus Christ, He will forgive us. When we are in sin that we come to Him and repent, He will forgive us. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Those things are easy to do. Living for the world is pretty easy. It's not hard to be bad. Honestly, it's not. It's easy, it's easy to, to tell a lie and do wrong and not do right and do whatever you want to do. That's pretty easy. But what's tough is doing what's right. That's tough sometimes. It's tough to do what is right. Not always, but sometimes it is. 
And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Paul is saying, look, you've been freed from the law and you need to do what's right, but God has not left you to, to your own to figure it out. But instead, God has given you the Holy Spirit so that you can live by it. We just got all the list of things that were evil, desires and things of the world and of the flesh. But then Paul goes on to say in verse 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. Now that's some good stuff right there. Paul is saying, look, don't give in to those fleshly desires, but now that the Holy Spirit indwells within you, you have a new fruit that's within you. You're not producing bad fruit anymore. At least you shouldn't be if you're in Christ. You should be exhibiting these things. And I'm going to tell you what, these things are tough for me sometimes. I know we should love and have joy and all these other things, but you know what? Some people are hard to love. Now, it might, I might be the only one that struggles with that. Y'all might not have to, have to fool with that. Sometimes people are hard to love. Jesus says anybody can love people that love them, but it's when you love people that don't love you back. I'm paraphrasing there. He said that's what really matters. And so these things that, that the Spirit gives us can only be accomplished by the Spirit. It can only be accomplished by the Spirit leading us, saying, you know what, you need to love that person. You need to forgive that person that did you wrong. And boy, when we start living with the fruits of the Spirit, boy, it changes everything. When we, start, when we stop living in sin, because see, when we live in sin, we, we can start with one sin on this list, and you know, before long, one's going to lead to the other to the other, and before you know it, you are in a bad shape. But when you live by the Spirit, the same thing happens. When you live by the Spirit and you begin to love people, you begin to experience more joy, you begin to be more patient with people, you begin to do more good for people, you begin to have a little more self-control. When the, when, the, when the lady at AT&T is not talking to you, you can't understand what she's saying, she's telling you you're wrong and she don't know and you're on the phone, the Holy Spirit is who reminds you and says, remember last time? You need to have a little patience. You need to have a little self-control. We don't come to that point on our own. Our flesh doesn't come to that point, but God, through the Holy Spirit, allows us to get to that point where we know what He desires of us. Peace, patience, or excuse me, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. I don't know about you guys, it makes me happy just to read those things. Those are good things. And that's what we need to strive for. Maybe you need to make a note in your Bible, put a bookmark there. Maybe you need to memorize this first to remind yourself, hey, look, God, I know what your word says of me, but sometimes I just need to read it. You know, it's good for us as Christians because a lot of times we know what God's word says, but sometimes we just need to be reminded of it. Sometimes we just need to see it again and say, you know what? I'm not doing this. I, I read these verses as I was reading through just then and, and, and thinking about them. I was thinking, you know, boy, there's a lot of those areas and my Christian walk, and I'm kind of slipping, that I need to ask the Lord for a little more help to be a little more patient or to be a little more kind. And praise the Lord that God gives us the Holy Spirit to do that, that we don't have to do that on our own, but that He's there to motivate and encourage and guide us in fulfilling what He wants us to do. And against such things, there is no law. Again, he's saying you're free in the Spirit. And when you do what the Spirit says, the law is, it doesn't matter. Because within these things that the Holy Spirit calls us to do, there is no law. 
We are free from that law because the Holy Spirit is there and it leads us to these fruits that we just read. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Ain't that good? Ain't that good that when we come to Jesus Christ that we can just imagine that our sin, those temptations that keep coming, we can just envision, if you would, just envision whatever that temptation that you're struggling with that you keep giving into. Just imagine that when Jesus was nailed to the cross, that sin, that temptation was nailed there for him. And it has been beaten. It has been conquered. You don't have to give in to that anymore. It's not that it's not going to be tough. It's not that it's not going to be a struggle. But go to the Lord and say, look, God, I'm struggling. I don't want to give in to this because I'm freed from this. And it may take some time. But God will help you get through that. God will help you get through those temptations because all the things we struggle with were nailed to the cross and we have victory through Jesus. Since we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. It's very important. If we live by the Spirit, then we must follow the Spirit. If we claim to be a Christian, if we are genuinely in Christ and we say, I live by the Holy Spirit, then we must follow what the Spirit leads us to do. If you say, hey, I'm a Christian and, and the Holy Spirit's leading you to do something and you just continually do bad, 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 you better examine your life. We not only need to live by the Spirit, but we need to follow what the Spirit calls us to do. We must not become conceited Provoking one another, envying one another. He gives some good practical advice for Christians there. We don't want to bite and devour one another. We don't want to destroy one another. We must be careful, Christians, church. We must be careful. We must be careful that we're not envious of one another, that we're not conceited, that we don't argue amongst one another. Because that's what causes big problems. That's what the devil wants. He wants us to fuss and feud and fight. He wants us to give in to those fleshly ways. He wants us to have outbursts of anger toward one another. He wants us to have outbursts of anger toward other brothers and sisters in Christ so that instead of living by the Spirit, instead of experiencing peace and joy that God wants us to, Satan would rather us live in lies and backbiting and hatred and strife and envy because he knows if we're doing that, that we're not doing the work of God. But Christian, let us live by what God calls us to. Let us follow what the Holy Spirit leads us to. And maybe you're here tonight and you're looking at that, that list where it says all them bad things to do and you're realizing, you know what? I've never put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Maybe you realize tonight for the first time that you've been living by the ways of the flesh and you're not experiencing the fruits of the Spirit and you see that list that says joy and peace and patience and you're saying, I want that. Well, praise the Lord. You can get that through Jesus Christ. All you have to do is say the word. All you have to do is accept Him, acknowledge Him and say, Lord Jesus, I want you to forgive me. I repent of my sinfulness. I want you to forgive me. Send the Holy Spirit to be my guidance. Accept what Jesus did on the cross for you. Ask Him to forgive you. Ask Him to come into your life and be your Lord and Savior. And He will free you from all these things of the flesh. He will free you from the consequences that comes along with it. He'll take you from eternal darkness and He'll give you eternal life. But that can only be done through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. God, we come to you tonight and thank you for this good word. And I pray that you help us to... to to get it, dear Lord, to think about it, to remember it, to not, 
to not forget what your word says. I pray that you would help each one in here to experience love and joy and peace and gentleness and self-control, dear Lord, and kindness and all these things, dear Lord. That sounds pretty good, and we want to live that way. And God, sometimes we just don't. Sometimes we get tempted and we sin, and it kind of it robs us of some of our joy and some of our excitement that we should have for you. But I pray that you'd forgive me for my outburst of anger and for my uh, my sins that, that so often creep up, dear Lord. I pray that if there's some in this room that are struggling, that have some things, God, that they just would give them to you tonight, that you would take care of them, that you'd be done with it, God, that you would just cast those sins as far as the east is to the west, that those who are struggling would just repent and that we would seek you, God. I pray that you would just bless us in this next few minutes of prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.